0: Michael's a dating coach who holds a master's in clinical psychology, and I, a former dating coach in New York, am now an active dater in San Francisco. This episode of Datable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. On the last episode, we hung out with Amanda Bradford, CEO and founder of the League Dating App, and we were able to get a glimpse into her dating life.
2: When As soon as people match with me, they start assuming that I'm like looking at all their data as if I have A, the time, and B, the interest. He had like a really hard time dealing with the fact that I was like, the ROI on cooking is not there for us, especially as one person, even when there's two. What are some of the issues that you're still facing here? And a little bit of like, everyone's pretty selfish, like myself included. Well, that's the big argument of like, does an alpha need a beta? Like, If you look at the comments on my article, like a ton of them were like, girl, you need a beta male,
0: like call me. On this episode we continue our conversation with Amanda more specifically about the inner workings of the League app itself. What is it like running your own
2: dating app? It's super weird. Did you ever <laughs> Did you ever think like 10 years ago did you ever think I'm going to I'm going to start my no. own dating app? No, and I think that I was like the people that are in that industry are crazy and they are. It's an interesting. <laughs> they are. I mean it's sure. actually the online dating in general not now i like to say it's we're in a new era like post tender era but the pre tender era online dating sites were literally not far on the spectrum from porn sites like they had a different skin they you know they talked about dating instead of like naked girls but like lots of them shared the same like back end infrastructure a lot of them were owned by the same companies a lot of them moved users back and forth like guys that were horny would go to a dating site and then you could get kind of funneled into these like Naked girls chatting free live stuff. So it's like, it's a skeezy, it's a skeezy industry. And so that was, again, one of the reasons like why I want to kind of create this like classy place that's like very separated from that. And even some of the dating apps today that we're using, that all my friends are using, I'm like, that is literally a fake profile. Like, please believe me. And they're like, no, there's hotter, there's hotter profiles on this app, Amanda. And I won't say the name, but I'm like, no, that is, you know, that is the like dirty underbelly of this industry. They are feeding you hot profiles from all over the world because they want you to think that this app is full of like gorgeous supermodels or so anyway I get I get frustrated because the the space is just not really known for having like kind of a ton of ethics and standards um and Silicon Valley doesn't really like the dating space like it's very it was it's very hard to raise funding for dating sites it's um you know, there hasn't been a ton of really successful exits, I think partially because people go after the, like, quick buck of, like, oh, horny men, let me, like, see how much money I can extract from a horny men. And so they all end up being, like, lifestyle businesses that, you know, are, like, between 5 and $10 million in revenue, and most people just kind of cash out. And so it's, it's just, like, a very crazy space and I cannot believe where <laughs> I'm in it now. And I got asked to be on a panel that was called like the vice industry. And I was like, oh my God, my parents <laughs> must be so proud of their so daughter who is proud. like forging ahead in the vice industry. <laughs> it was like me, drugs, sex, like <laughs> cannabis, <laughs> oh, gambling startups. Like, so it was same like,
0: thing, same
2: thing. we were all bucketed together into this. like. <laughs> you guarantee that all the profiles on the league are are true yeah I mean at the extent of yeah even giving you like less than great matches sometimes but yeah we don't we've never made a fake profile and we actually kick people out that are inactive so it's you know we make sure everybody has LinkedIn Facebook Facebook friends their names match their schools match I mean it's pretty hard to kind of fake all that stuff and then if people are sketchy, we kick them out. So we kind of keep it we spend a lot of like time and money and resources on like our concierge system that's enforcing quality and girls, even girls complaining about like getting stood up from a date or having a guy ask them for sex on a first date, like we'll we'll kick people off for that. And wow. so it's you know it's been interesting to see just kind of the the issues that come up. Like I mean one example was a guy who's polyamorous, right? I mean his profile kept getting flagged over and over and over again because it said, "Hey, I'm in an open relationship and I'm looking for someone." And so we had like a huge company-wide debate around like you know, do we kick people out for being polyamorous? But we got, you know, they got over 10 flags. Typically we, you know, we kick out at 3 flags. And so, you know, he was really upset and we you know, there's like just things I would have never thought that I had to deal with or like one woman went on a date with a guy that was like freshly divorced, but it wasn't official yet, so they were still like married and he didn't tell her that and then he told her on the date and she got and he also told her he wasn't ready to like get into a serious relationship because he was out of a like 12-year marriage and then mm. she got upset because she felt let on and she asked for him to get kicked out and so we, again we had a company meeting around like oh what should God. our policy be on kind of misleading people before you know mm-hmm. before a date and so it's just it's interesting because we we are so like white glove and Almost to a fault in some ways, because then we get we get into like playing a little bit of big brother and like defining like community standards and guidelines yeah. and like how should people date nowadays? And what were the decisions on those two? We decided that like we're still going to keep up with like if the crowd is voting like that someone's profile needs to be removed over and over again. Like I think regardless of of what they say, like that's you know we want we need to do what's be- the best for the community. It's interesting because we do have the power to like not do that and so it is weird to like have that power of like should we keep you know him in the community and should we be open minded and progressive and um, and it's not necessarily like what I believe I guess it's just sort of like we need to kind of work with our users that are you know we're, we're going to be supported by our users right ultimately they're going to be the ones hopefully paying us at some point so we need to do what's in the best interest of of like the 80% case mm-hmm. um, so we for that we decided that and then for the Kicking people out—it's tough. I mean, I, I think for that one, we actually didn't kick him out. We gave him a warning, being like, "You need to let people know before you meet them that you're not interested in a relationship and you're still married, but you're separated, and make sure you're like really clear about that." So we just—we give a lot of coaching. <laughs> what have been some really good wins for you guys, or something that you're really excited about, or really proud of that the uh, app has done? I mean, we have a ton of marriages, which is crazy because we've been around a year, and I'm like, I haven't even like dated one guy for a year, much less, much less like getting married after a year. It blows my mind, but um, yeah, and a lot of people, it was like their, you know, one of their like first or second league dates, which I guess kind of sucks because now we lost like two users right away <laughs> yeah. without getting any money from them. Um, so I was like, guys, we need to put monetization in ASAP. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't been invited to any, which I was kind of bummed at. I was like, you dude, a- I'm like your matchmaker just because I'm like behind an app doesn't mean I'm not like your, what is the Jewish word for matchmaker? Yenta. yenta? Yeah, I'm their how Yenta. Many, how, how many, many marriages? marriages? Uh, I've gotten texts about, from about eight people. And no, so I can't no, imagine, I imagine it must be like 3X the people that I know, yeah, right? Not, These are so, people who've met and dated for less than a year, yeah. who are getting married? Are they older, thirties or young thirties? Wow. That's an interesting statistic. Well, I, I didn't mean, really, I guess... but we haven't collected it too well, so it's all anecdotal. And I also don't want to, like, super publicize it because I really yeah. don't want to be like the E Harmony, where you like join the league to get married, right. because well, like that freaks me out. <laughs> but I think it's a mindset. I think that speaks to the mindset of people who yeah. are on the league. Yeah, they're just more serious and they're taking yeah. dating seriously. And if they find someone that works, like they're. They're ready, you know, have you like
1: learned anything about dating culture in other cities that you can have yeah, a difference? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't
2: move to New York. <laughs> yeah. As a woman, don't I do learned it. I that. I was like, I'm doing literally so I have two profiles. I have Mandy, who's New York, and I have Amanda, Ooh. who's San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, and Mandy. You know, I actually think Mandy's pretty cute, like is a little cuter than Amanda, because she, you know, she shows a little more skin, like her hair's down, a little bit more, like a little more flirty photos, and it is crazy. Like either the New York guys are super picky, or there's just a ton of beautiful women, or probably both, I mean, I think they're probably related, but um, yeah, my score, like my league score, is about like 10% different. So like 10% more people like me in San Francisco than in New York with like pretty much the same. Do you think more people know you here, though, compared to there? Yeah, I mean, it could be that. But I don't think um, I looked at it like back in it's New York, because if you look at the New York like averages, like the average female is just like much higher performing than the average female in San Francisco, and the guys are much more picky. So if you look at their pickiness score, like they reject a lot more people in New York.
0: What's the league score and the pickiness score? Are these publicized or these are (laughs) internal?
2: They're internal. Like we let you sort by like flakiness and by like most popular. So it's like, it's essentially like your yeah. It's like how many people that have seen you that Swipe right. But only you guys know this. Mm, yeah, I the mean, we, it's part of our, like, now. internal, I mean, it's it's a big part of the algorithm, so. Right, okay. Um, so, yeah, we have to see it when we're kind of debugging stuff. But, yeah, so it's, like, literally 10% more. I have a 10% lift <laughs> in San Francisco than in New York, which is crazy for, like, the same photo. So, oh. I don't know. And then there's a lot more, just, there's more women than men in New York. Mm-hmm. And it seems like a lot of our, like, complaints about guys being, like, oh, I thought we were going to sleep with each other on this date, like, being assholes are like all from New York, like almost all our douchebag dudes that we either kick out or are trying to like, you know, hook up really obviously, like let's meet up at 1 a.m. and like what size is your bra, like that kind of stuff, All all from New York. Okay, so ladies of San Francisco. Do be, not be discouraged. Yeah, be thankful that we have a nicer gentleman here. I do find men in San Francisco more respectful of women. For sure. And I mean, it, literally, if you just look at the, like, the people, I kind of want to do a blog post about the people we've kicked out of the league, but, and, like, yeah. do a little bit of a public right. hanging, but yes. i probably get sued, Please. but... Uh, <laughs> But it's literally like all it's all New York. Like almost all of the guys. I mean a couple in San Francisco, but But they probably like came from New York. <laughs> yeah. 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 I wanna talk about your waiting list. Okay. okay. This
0: is like the ultimate mystery. Yeah. I mean when I first signed up for the league, I was like sixty thousand three hundred and fifty second, you know, yeah. place. Who's the person who gets to decide who gets in?
2: So it's actually like pretty convoluted process. Um, it's, it's a variety of stuff. So we look at, like there's like a bunch of, if think of it as a funnel, right? So there's a bunch of things you need to like have to even get into the funnel. So one is like six photos. So like people like sometimes import Facebook photos that don't have six, so like they're kind of in purgatory. Like we don't yeah, even yeah. put them in the funnel. And then if like you don't have your information filled out and so then once you're in the funnel, we have like a prioritization algorithm. And then I have girls that go through and make sure the photos are like respectful, high quality, like you can see their face no sunglasses, like we try to, we try to kind of send them and then they get an automated email if their photos are like not up to snuff so they can fix them. So we try to give everyone an opportunity to like kind of put their, make their profile league worthy is what we call it. But the idea is like, you know, it's almost like a college admissions, like you spend so much time on your college admissions, like take a little bit of time with your dating profile, like put a tiny bit of like, I don't know, two minutes into it and don't, like, import a photo of you doing a keg stand from college when you're, like, 27. And, yeah, I mean, oh, my God, there's, like, guys that have, like, their first photo is, like, two girls with bikinis next to them with their, like, shirt off. I mean, like... Whoa, 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 there's nothing wrong with that. We're just saying we're having a fun time at the beach. Yeah. Yeah, But it's a little bit of, like, the first impression of the app. I mean, we think of it as, like, imagine everyone's a brand-new user. If that's the first person they get in their feed, and we've kind of promised them this sort of, like you know, more upscale, more you know, serious people that are interested in dating, like showing a guy like crushing a beer on his head as you're a first person you see in your feed, like that's not a good experience. So yeah, I mean, that's a big thing. And then we try to look at the, you know, if you're friends that are referred to you, we try to give priority to our members. So it's a lot of, it's like so, a lot of like little factors. Like every profile gets reviewed. Every profile, at least their first photo gets reviewed yeah. by a human yeah yeah, that's a lot of work
1: work yeah
2: well we we have a system that's pretty i mean you can kind of like tender it <laughs> if you will so okay. it's like yeah. you can scroll through and see you know it's usually like picking the ones that have bad photos and like trying to email them and that. so yeah i mean we, we could automate it and we probably will put technology in so we're not being like oh yeah sunglasses because that's just so we're working on that and that waiting list is that real is that number real yeah, or is it yeah. just to really like no, intimidate no, people no no that's I mean, it's. I guess it's a little bit misleading in the sense that we changed it now because we got some feedback on it. So now it tells you like your San Francisco waitlist and then like global waitlist. It's not like all those people were like in San Francisco in line ahead of you. So, right. but kind of so, maybe maybe we should have kept it ambiguous. So it sounds even crazier. But one yeah. thing
1: I really like because I've recently been on the lead. Yeah. And one thing I really like about it is that you you mentioned this too. That you kick people out if they're inactive. Mm-hmm. And I've seen the concierge kind of like stress like. Okay, we're about to send women. another one out. Okay, yeah. like women yeah, send messages and like So I think that is a huge issue with online dating. It's like there's so much fatigue right. that no one messages.
2: Um, I think it's gotten worse, too, with, I don't know if it's our new upgrade or what, but we've gotten more complaints around, you know, honestly, I think it's where we are encouraging the girls to message first, and there's other apps out there that now let the girl message first, and I think... I don't know if guys are getting, like, lazy or something, but it is, uh, yeah, I see I like the guy's response rate has gone down, which oh. is weird. And I think it's honestly, like, a combination of, like, timing, like, I don't message back a lot, like, if I know I'm gonna be out of town, or I'm just, like, meh, I'm not into dating right now, I mean, like, a lot of times yeah. you check these apps, but you're not really, like, in yeah. it, Yeah. and I mean, I'm... I'm like that too, and so it's hard for us to like vet that, because I, I am checking it every day, so I wouldn't have like a bad score, but then I don't respond to people, and so then my flaky score goes up, but that's, you know, and I get deprioritized a little bit in the algorithm, but for the most part, it doesn't, guys don't know not to message me, right? So I think it's hard, it's hard, because it's hard to know where people are and kind of the like, how serious you are about dating. So I, I think it is, and it's really hard to kind of put that into the algorithm, that kind of like intent. And how do you quantify that, you know? Because I don't think, most people don't know their intent yeah. anyway. And I think also people have like FOMO in the sense where like, they want to go, they go on the app and they like people because they kind of want to see what's out, what's out there, there, but you don't necessarily want to like, you don't want to miss out, but you don't necessarily want to start anything. Cause it is, a, it is, there is activation effort involved. Like, I mean, I'll be the first to admit like, there's some great guys that like, want to meet for drinks. And I'm like the amount of efforts like, Kind of put book that into my schedule, like get off your couch when you're watching House of Cards or whatever it is. And like you do have to kind of really want it or like want to be engaged in that. And so I do think it's just tough. It's like timing. It's trying to align everyone's timing. And it's something we haven't I don't think anyone's really figured out yet. So I really like the fact that it's a little bit of effort because like you were saying earlier or earlier uh, at one point where it's so interesting when people have different levels of efforts going into the relationship. So here there has to be a little bit more effort put in, which I think would, would be a better indicator for a relationship working out. For sure. Yeah. I mean, if both people are getting off their couch and meeting for coffee, like that's a huge first step. And then you know, that's like the really the, the hurdle that we're trying to, to overcome. Have you guys thought about eventually publicizing your freakiness score? We have. Um, I actually had it on the roadmap, but I took it off because I don't know, I think we wanna we wanna think about how to build that into whether it's monetization or some sort of feature that kind of helps improve that person's, you know, overall kind of like profile. So whether it's flaky, whether it's a league score, whether it's how picky they are. I mean, that is like a whole really interesting topic. If you look at how picky users are and then you also look at their score and you're like, the math doesn't work. If you're rejecting Uh. 99% of people and also 99% of people are rejecting you, like, then you complain to us about not getting matches. Like, it's uh, like, do the math, but they don't see all those numbers. Um, Two things. I have two questions to ask you and we're going to wrap this up. One is, what are you ultimately looking for? marriage i want a funny guy a funny guy i feel like i feel like i've never dated a funny guy and it's like on my bucket list you've (laughs) never dated a funny guy like a guy like funnier than me that's like funny i feel like the funny guys have been disappearing i don't know what's going on but it is like very rare that i meet a guy that is like laugh out loud funny a little tip is a thing called improv Yes, Michael's all about improv. Really?
0: Wait, have you met Michael Vargas?
2: (laughs) I updated my league profile with like that. I was like, I'm looking for someone funnier than me. Okay. But are you Uh, avoiding my question? (laughs) (laughs) Are you looking for marriage? I mean, I grew up with, you know, my parents are married for whatever, 50 years now. And I do think, you know, I want to have kids. I think you want to raise kids with two people raising a kid is better than one person. In general, they have two loving parents. So I do think, um, yeah, eventually I, I do, but I'm also not looking to like accelerate that artificially just because of like my age or because everyone around me is posting engagement photos or anything like that. So I'm, I'm very much about like the right person versus the right time. Okay. What are some tricks
0: people need to keep in mind when, uh, if they want to be successful in the league?
2: Oh, I have a lot. I have a lot of little tricks. Okay. Um, I think the first one is like be open-minded because the more people you kind of like and are open to, the more people that see you. So you kind of, your profile gets seen by more people and we do kind of reward people that log in every day and aren't like super, super picky. Um, cause we don't want to like reward the picky people. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I think that's one thing to keep in mind. I also think like the first photo really is unfortunately like I'd love to say it's like all your interests and you're about me and I think that stuff does matter more in the league than other apps. But you know no matter how much like that first photo is a first impression. And so like I said, when it's you you know doing a keg stand as your first photo, like you know you're probably not going to get as many likes as like one with your grandma or one with your dog and stuff. And so um, you know we have actually seen like. Dog photos, sport photos do really well. Uh, professional photos do really well for guys. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think okay. it, I think it shows that they're like putting effort into like the whole kind of system. And I think for women, it shows that like, oh, he might not just be about like a one night stand because he has these like photos that he's trying to really kind of present himself. And so I I think it's probably a more psychological reason to that. But we have seen professional photos do much better than like blurry Facebooky ones. Um, what other tips? I think, yeah, not doing group shots. Uh, cause especially I always say, don't do group shots when you have a friend that's more attractive than you Like ever. <laughs> you would think that's a given. No, you know? people all the time do it. They're like with some like supermodel friend. And then you're like, why are you doing that? Like everyone is just gets disappointed. And then it's just, <laughs> I think some other tips are, Yeah, I mean, I think messaging first, like, we do see... I mean, the study just came out, I think, from New York Times that, like, women that message first do better on online dating. Um, Really? Yeah, you guys should Google it. It's uh, it's just... It it is, because it's, like, the guys are so used to getting rejected and ghosted and all that, that, like, when a woman reaches out, they're like, oh, wow, this is great. This is, like, probably going to... We could meet up for coffee, and so they'll, like, put more time into that match than, like, messaging all their other, like, women that they have in their queue, right? So... Um, so I always encourage my girlfriends to message, like, I was like, pick your top three favorite guys in your match queue and message. them. like, why not? Uh, What about getting off the wait list? If you have a VIP ticket, so we give everyone in the league, like, one pass to give a friend. So that bumps you up a lot. Like, that gets you in a lot faster. Um, and then the other stuff is just, like, the profile filled out. So if it's, like, a super blank profile or you don't have anything listed on your LinkedIn, like, there's a lot of people that just, like, create LinkedIn accounts for the sake of signing up and then they don't say anything about what they do or their education or they don't have any interest. So they're kind of like, I call them like ghost profiles. I'm like, who are you trying to optimize? A lot of it is like backlog on us. So we're trying to optimize a lot of the operations so that people aren't waiting so long, but we had a lot of technical debt to get out of. So it was a lot of, it's not you, it's us. What are any
1: future plans that you have for the league?
2: So we have a lot of plans. I think, I think for me, like one of the big features I want to build is kind of for the anti-online daters so the a lot of people like just don't really like this kind of stiff meeting for coffee or drinks and the whole one-on-one like you're kind of on an interview like the whole thing is like stilted and very you know transactional and I'm personally fine with it because I think it's efficient (laughs) or whatever but a lot of people are like it's not romantic there's like no serendipity and so we're really trying to bring in like the offline component into the apps. Oh, another good example is like we don't ever have events for LGBT and we always get a lot of flack for that. And like, let's create like, let's have people that are kind of our captains that can start these events and we can enable them or give them funding or whatever it might be so that our members can, can kind of like, cause then you're meeting like 10, 20 people in one hour. Whereas you could be meeting one douchebag for one hour. So like, yeah, it's, it's actually more efficient use of your time if you can get everyone to like go to an event or a concert or whatever it might be, music in the park.
0: Yeah. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. You guys, don't forget to submit your stories and um, you can always remain anonymous. We don't have to use your real name or anybody's real name. You can be anybody you want. Thanks so much, Amanda, for being here. And thank
2: you, Amanda. Michael. Yeah, this was super fun.
0: Michael, wrap it up.
2: Stay dateable.
0: The most efficient way to meet new people is a combination of online and offline. 500 Brunches has your offline covered. Connect over brunch with new friends. Come alone or bring a buddy. There is always a table full of friendly faces, mimosas, and eggs benedict. Sign up at 500brunches.com and use the code DATEABLE for a free entry. To connect with us, visit dateablepodcast.com.